This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The final 20 seconds will tick off. A dominant effort by the top-seeded Kansas Jayhawks. They'll improve to 26-6 and six on the season and will move on to the semifinals to face the TCU Horned Frogs. Your final, Kansas 87, West Virginia 63. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Well, Network Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday. It's 11 a.m. Eastern. It feels like football season because Ed Egros about to join us here. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Ed from FanDuel on the Power Rank. With Ed Fang. Ed, welcome back to the show. Madness is here. It's March. Great time now on the sports calendar. And um, why don't we start off? Why don't you tell us what you're doing with, with Ed Fang and the Power Rank and and uh, all this March Madness content you guys are putting out there? I almost completely started uh, talking about Dak Prescott for a quick <laughs> moment before uh, <laughs> to recalibrate and talk. No, uh, exciting podcast series that I'm working on with the Power Rank and, and specifically with Ed Fang uh, when it comes to helping you fill out your March Madness tournament pool bracket. There are a lot of tips out there and, you know, you get some good advice, you get some bad advice. And I think it's really important to kind of separate what is something that we have noticed to be true over the course of March Madness, which I know seems completely volatile and a crapshoot. But there are things that you can point to and say, okay, this is important. This is not important. And we also get into uh, some big team previews as far as why Gonzaga, even though they're not as good this year as they were last year, may actually have a better chance of winning the national championship this go around. Or why a team like Kansas is also someone that I'm looking at uh, very seriously. Whereas there are other teams that may be, uh, you know, likely favorites, things like that, uh, where maybe we have to, you know, pump the brake just a little bit. You know, say a team like Auburn, and that's, you know, they have an interesting matchup uh, today, as a matter of fact. But you have, you know, so many teams that maybe do little things here and there, maybe don't do certain things that you can point to and say, okay, historically, these are the types of teams we see get to the final four. These are the teams that could very well get upset if the matchup is there. And I think doing your homework, uh, listening to the pod, I think uh, can at least get you on the right track as far as being prepared for how to win your pool. And definitely it uh, works in a betting context as well. Yeah, well, I heard that uh, Zags uh, pod, and I, I did want to follow yeah. up on that. C- can you I- explain a little bit why you think there's a better chance that they could win the championship? Because much more hype a year ago. Now, the field is completely different, and and you go over why the roster is different, and may- maybe it's not the worst thing in the world for them. Can you explain? Yeah, definitely. So first off, you're sort of replacing one uh, – 
superstar wunderkind with another, going from Jalen Suggs to Chet Holmgren. So I think as far as that's concerned, that changes the identity a little bit. What's great about Gonzaga is, yeah, they have some great talent, but they're not relying on the freshmen to sort of get by and carry offenses and things like that. And to me, if you are to build a championship program, yeah, you're going to need a one and done. I think we're at the point now where we can say that definitively, where there should be a one and done on your roster because you just need that spark plug. At the same time, you also need veteran leadership who can do lots of other things. And to me, Gonzaga fits that description really well with Chet Holmgren, with Drew Timmy. And it's something where last year, you know, what were the complaints? Well, they play in the West Coast Conference, and so they're not battle tested. Well, Gonzaga's one more you know, games in the NCAA tournament over the last five years in any other program. So they seem pretty battle tested to me. Uh, They're not physical enough. Well, against Baylor, you know, that was a fair point. But go back to that game against Baylor last year. Everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for Gonzaga. Not to mention, you know, I don't know how much, you know, exhaustion they were feeling after that UCLA overtime game. But there are a lot of things this go-round that, yeah, maybe they're not as offensively potent, especially with the three. But they're a more physical team. That front court is about as dangerous as any front court in the country. And the bench players are good enough to carry the offense if they, uh, you know, have some problems here and there. And so as far as this season is concerned, last year it was Gonzaga and Baylor. Collision course. We were expecting that. And that's what happened this year. Who is the second best team? You can make cases for lots of different programs and it might be someone completely random, but is Gonzaga going to be, be there at the end? In all likelihood, yes. Oh, you're making me feel so much better about my Zags futures. So you're <laughs> high on the Zags. You mentioned Kansas. Is there another team you're high on? You know, Houston is another one that's interesting to me. And it's in large part because... Last year, it really did feel like, okay, they were the two seed. They play the slow, grinded out defense. Calvin Sampson coming in. And, you know, now I can sort of, you know, get back to the glory days, things like that. This team still is impressive to me. Uh, You know, defensively, slow pace, all that fun stuff is there. But, you know, every now and again, they they have this, you know, offensive spurt to where I, I feel like that they can keep up with just about anybody. Not to mention the state of the American Conference, I think, is also pretty strong. SMU is certainly up there. Memphis is certainly getting a lot of attention with some of the young talent that they have. So I feel like you talk about those battle-tested mid-majors. I think Houston's probably another one. Ed, um, when you look at you know, these teams playing each other and, and these different kind of matchups we get next week, is is there one thing that you look at, one metric that maybe stands out to you more than others? Three point. I, I always look at three point shooting, free throw shooting in the in the tournament. Is there something? Do you have one above the others? You're like, man, that's that's kind of your metric you look at and uh, and you throw it at. Yeah, so when it comes to three-point shooting, I one of the things that I like to do is look at three-point shooting defense and say, okay, is this why this team is so great defensively because they can guard the three? If it is, then you need to discount that right away because three-point shooting defense is volatile. When you look at the history of upsets in the NCAA tournament, it's not so much that teams are shooting their, th- their threes well, but it's they were doing it at a much higher clip than they normally had coming in. And that's the whole point of seeding, right, is that you base it upon your resume and then those seeds who, you know, score upsets are going above and beyond the normal quality of play that they have. And usually that involves, I think it's 5% better uh, overall shooting from three when that happens. And so if you're three-point shooting defense, LSU is probably a good example of this. The reason why 
its defense is so great is because of three-point shooting defense. Alabama's another one. Those are concerns for me uh, as far as those teams are concerned coming into the tournament because if they come across a, a hot shooting team that just happens to put it all together at the right time, then they could very well get upset. And, I mean, we saw that last year with Oral Roberts. This was a team that, you know, we knew very little about coming in, but they all of a sudden got hot from beyond the arc and they were able to make a nice little run. Which seeding on Sunday is going to upset you the most? Another way of asking which uh, team is going to be put top four, top five seed by the committee and they're, you uh -huh. think they, they could be, uh, they're fraudulent. Hmm. Top four, top five, who I think could be fraudulent. Uh, there's probably a Big Ten school in there that I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> a, little, a little nervous oh, about. Uh, so we want to go with yeah. Purdue or Iowa or per, I don't yeah. Know, in fact, those are the two I was probably thinking of. Yeah, Purdue and Iowa are probably. I mean, it's so interesting when you look at Purdue, for instance. What is it? Their their offense is number one in terms of adjusted offense. Pick the metric you like. They're they're up there with anybody. But then defensively, they're like ninetieth. Uh, or something of the sort. Now, it's imperative that you remember that offense and defense, it's not the easiest thing in the world just to separate them out. Uh, I i am always, uh, you know, doesn't make me apoplectic, but it does definitely, uh, you know, irk me a little bit when, say, you just look at your offense or your defense and then make uh, explanations or, you know, conclusions based upon that because it's basketball. It flows. You know, one thing leads to the other. It's a complex system. But when it comes to Purdue defensively, they're not very pesky as far as getting the ball. Uh, you know, other teams have been able to hang around and keep games relatively close against them. And yeah, you know, Purdue's offense, you know, certainly has some stars, especially down low. And it makes sense in terms of, you know, the overall style that they play. But, you know, there have been times where there have been some significant defensive lapses. And I feel like at some point that's going to catch up to them. Probably another one, uh, you know, outside of the the Big Ten is probably Providence. Uh, that's another yeah. one who I'm probably, you know, eyeballing as a team that could lose early because all they do is win close games. Mm -hmm. And at some point you can't can sustain that. At some point it's going to fall apart. Uh, if you're winning, if you're winning convincingly, that, to me, convinces me that you are a serious team. But if all of these games are close, at some point you're going to let a team hang around and then they're going to get hot late and then, you know, you won't have an answer for it. What do you like on today's card? Your Mustangs are in action as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Mustangs are definitely in there. And I, I, I think probably that number is uh, fairly sharp. Um, but uh, the LSU game against Arkansas is probably one where I'm probably backing the hogs in large part of what I was talking about, where – defensively, LSU is thriving on stopping others' threes, and at some point, that's not sustainable. Uh, I feel like Arkansas, you know, has a point to prove. They have some fantastic wins later in the season, so I feel like they're starting to put everything together. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Arkansas has a great case to, uh, you know, not only win today, but possibly win the SEC in general. And when you look at the, the odds that are out there now, we were talking about this earlier a little bit, with, versus the bracket that we could see on Sunday – do you think there's value on jumping on some teams now, make the final four, win the whole thing, or wait, right? Because things could change the next couple of days. You know, a team could get it, grab a one. We're not looking not expect maybe Kentucky grabs a one if if there's some upset upsets in the uh, any other conference tournaments. Or would you wait? Would you wait? Would you rather see the seedings and where who they're playing, or would you jump on it right now if you like a team? 
I'd probably wait a little bit, uh, in large part because, yeah, you know, a team like Gonzaga, for instance, I'm I'm fairly confident they're going to make the Final Four, no matter what the matchups are, just because of you know how they play offensively and that the, they're exhibiting a certain toughness uh, that we haven't seen from them, despite having all these great teams. But I think matchups do matter as well, because if there's a team that I think is kind of on the fence as far as having final four potential, Houston last year may be one of those teams where once I saw the matchups, I felt comfortable about their final four chances. Um, but, you know, I could also see other matchups where, like, say, if they were the two seed in Baylor's bracket, no way they were going to you know get past the Elite Eight there. So to me, the matchups do matter a good bit. And plus two, I'm always curious when it comes to the college basketball market, how much research is really done on those mid-majors. Yeah, in terms of mid-major conferences, the numbers can be sharp at certain times, but there's value everywhere. But when you're putting one style up against another style, sometimes there is value there because one style is going to overpower the other one or one's going to have to struggle because it's the, the one weakness that maybe a big team is not prepared for. In conferences like the SEC and the Big Ten, now the good teams are getting involved in these conference tournaments. Uh, yeah. Is there a Power Five, Power Six conference that uh, you, you have a strong opinion a specific team is going to win the tournament this weekend? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. <sighs> You know, I'm not sure that I do, uh, you know, at this point. I mean, I think uh, when it comes to the Big 12, um, I will be curious. Uh, you know, Kansas is certainly, you know, head of the class as far as I'm concerned. But it's interesting. There are some good coaches in the Big 12. I mean, we saw Oklahoma upset Baylor in large part. You know, you, you think about, uh, you know, how that program is run. You know, it was supposed to be sort of a slow, grinded out kind of style Oklahoma was supposed to adopt. And, and what? They held Baylor to 60-something points. Uh, that's impressive to me. And that is a team that seems to have underperformed a little bit. Um, I don't know if they can necessarily make it all the way to the end, but I look at, say, the Big 12, and I'm probably looking at a couple of underdogs to figure out, uh, you know, where things go from there. Um, you know, Kansas is also a team that I like advancing to the Final Four with the right matchups. But uh, when I look at sort of what the Big 12 is, uh, I mean, Kansas, you know, taking on TCU, I feel like Kansas can sort of take care of that. But then beyond that, uh, you know, Oklahoma's facing Texas Tech. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sooners uh, pull off that upset. And if they make a little run, wouldn't surprise me at all. 
I know you're excited. Baseball is back next segment. We're going to get into some <laughs> baseball futures. Is there a team you may have your eye on if you're diving into some baseball futures? Oh, why not the White Sox? Why not? I feel like uh, they were my team last year, and so I'm just going to keep uh, riding that train as long as Bob. You know, it's funny because I feel like that the Braves are going to get a lot of additional attention because, uh, you know, Cunha wasn't there uh, for that run to the World Series, and so I could certainly see the narrative as far as that's concerned. But to me in the National League, it's it's the Dodgers, and it's going to stay the Dodgers until proven otherwise just because of the talent that they have. And I don't know if there's really anyone else I'm comfortable with as far as the National League is concerned. I mean, the AL is the one where I feel like you, you can find some value as far as, you know, some random team kind of making it all the way to the end. Uh, I've, I've been a firm believer that Boston always overperforms expectations and underperforms whenever they're a serious contender. Uh, so that's probably one that I want to look at a little bit more carefully. Um, but White Sox certainly make a lot of sense. Obviously, the Astros are going to very much be there. The additions that the Rangers have made, uh, that should be an interesting mix. And, you know, they're also analytically driven, so we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, quickly here, uh, Ed, before we let you go, you know, before we get to the tournament next week, as a show, we have so many futures out there to either make the Final Four or to win the whole thing. Let, <laughs> let me throw some schools at you. Tell, you tell us what your favorite is. Um, sure, sure. T- if I missed any, Joe, jump in. We have Tennessee. We have um, – UConn, we have Auburn, Texas. What am I missing here? We jumped, we, Memphis. U- we jumped on UCLA, Memphis. We jumped on Memphis the other day. Memphis. Forty mm-hmm. to one final four for Memphis. Yeah. Uh, of the names we just threw out, who do you like the most to uh, maybe surprise a couple weeks from now? Well, you know, I'm not a fan of Auburn, uh, even though they have a great front court. Uh, you know, there's some real backcourt issues. And it's so funny, like when Auburn is challenged late in games, like, you know, they have an incredibly clutch defense, but offensively they make a lot of mistakes, uh, you know, it seems like in those final couple of minutes. So that's one that I, you know, I'm a little concerned about. Uh, Tennessee, I, I'm not like too, too keen on, um, but, you know, I also like Kentucky a lot. And so that has something to do with it as well. Um, and Rick but- Barnes. Yeah, and, and right. Yeah, exactly. That matters. Some questions, and I feel like, and I feel like uh, I backed Rick Barnes at the wrong time a couple years ago, and Loyola Chicago made that run, and so maybe I'm still smarting from that one. Um, but as far as the others, uh, you know, Memphis might made a lot of a lot of sense because they have young talent, and maybe they'll make a little run here. Ed, always appreciate it. Ed. Egros, I'm Roman guest. I get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of prize your home. Go to getroman.com slash Beckyol now to get $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash Beckyol right here on the Beckyol Network. Yeah.